Blog Talk Radio. Edition of the Vajam Party One Hills Papa Didi. I'm your kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Bonsoir, darling. How is everybody on this uh, rainy night in the DMV? <clears throat> Cold and wet. Cold and wet. Well, I mean, it was nice and warm and sunny yesterday. Yeah. Yesterday. Day to day. Yeah, you can't have it all, cattle. Okay. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. How you doing tonight, Papa Didi? I'm good. I was up north yesterday, so I got cold, rainy weather two, three days in a row. Oh, wow. Oh. And y'all complaining down here? Oh, I'm not complaining. Ooh. That's cattle. <laughs> <laughs> I am. Oh, well. I heard yesterday it was 80 degrees. In the DMV. It sure was. Yeah. Well, no, 84. It hit a record high, but 84. Woo. But was it warm for real? Or was uh, it yeah, it was. Yeah. I had to turn it the was. AC on in the car, so it was warm to me. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was beautiful. That's my kind of weather. Oh, boy. All right, Papa, what you got for us? What's tonight's chat? Table chat. How well, about that? Table chat. I had a couple of things, but I'll save the other one for my... Um, I got this suggestion from you, as a matter of fact. You were talking early in the week about people getting matching tattoos or something to that effect. Ah. Mm-hmm. Now, I guess as a, as a couple, you get a matching tattoo somewhere. Now, this has nothing to do with even being married, right? You say, like, as a relationship, right, right. <clears throat> now, but the the the, the blowback on it is the fact that you know once you break up and you got that ink on you and uh, what do you do? You know, <laughs> yeah, you kind of stuck. Well, they they say now you can get them uh, covered or modified and all of that, but yeah, but remember this is on skin. Yeah, that's true, that's true. It ain't something you just go do. Oh, yeah, I'm going to get it modified, you know. I mean, for folks who don't mind putting the ink on, that's what they do. I I would just say my opinion on it. Uh, yeah. This I heard this on a, I think it was on a radio talk show. And there were some people who were calling in and they were saying that they think it's a nice thing, a nice gesture because... It can bring more closeness for a couple. And there were other people who, Do of course... Do these people have tattoos that said that, or are they just... That's a good that's question. That's just their opinion. I don't know. That was, they were just offering their opinion. 
And then you had other people who were on the opposite end of that spectrum saying absolutely not, that there are other ways that you can show your dedication to your spouse, partner, mate, whatever, without, you know, going that route. And I, I it was an interesting conversation. So I was just wondering, like, what does everybody else think about that? I don't know. What do you think, Kim? Yes or no, matching tattoos for couples? <laughs> um, I'm for it. Yes, I have a few myself. Uh, they're not matching, but uh, I like it. Yeah. Um, conversational piece, I mean, you know, uh, they say once you get one, you want more. So, I mean, you know, it may bring a couple together. A lot more in common. You know, that'll help. <laughs> you said that'll help. Uh, all right, kettle for it. I am not for it. My personal opinion is if you want to do something matching, how about get some matching jewelry? <laughs> you know, you really, I feel like, you know, how about go get a piercing ear, I'm speaking, not other body parts. But if you want to do other body parts, that's your business. But, I mean, I would say, like, get a matching chain, a necklace, Earring, if if both people already have pierced ears, you know, get a go do something more special, like get a piece of, uh, I mean, get some earrings specially designed, you know, go to a jeweler and get a specific design and let that be your thing. I, I just wouldn't, I'm not a, a proponent of matching tattoos. That's my opinion. What you say, Papa Dini? Yes or no? Um, I'm not. I'm not for it. I just think, you know, because everybody's reaction to tattoos is different. You know, that's something that's, uh, you know, what I mean, it's, it all depends if people like them. You know, people may not like them, and and you can't. The fact that you in a relationship, you're going to get something that you just normally wouldn't get. Period. You know. Well, I mean, some people just don't want that that whole tattoo thing on them, and it's a it's a permanent thing though too. Yeah. Well, you know? this was about the the matching aspect of it, you know. Yeah, that's what I'm saying though. Mm-hmm. If the person isn't really a tattoo person, it's not you know they're not being disrespectful to the relationship. They just may not do tattoos. Mm-hmm. You know, tattoos permanent. You know, once you get that on there. It's, well, I tell you what, there's a song, if if anybody has heard it or if you want to look it up, there's a song by a guy named Glenn Noble called Matching Tattoos, and they were playing that song when they were discussing this. And there's a line in that song, or the hook of the song, he says, aren't you glad that we didn't go through with getting those matching tattoos? And then he goes on mm-hmm. to say, because I don't rock with you, and you don't rock with me. And he's talking about, you know, that that now that they're not together, he's saying, you know, now I'm glad that we didn't go through with it because now I don't have to look down on my body and see you and vice versa, I guess. But, you know, it's it's a cool song, but I'm just saying. He he made a valid point. So what what are people doing? Doing faces or the names of the person? Or or what what are they doing that's so extravagant that... uh, it doesn't always have to be something elaborate. I mean, some people just do a, a name. It could be a little symbol, a clover, a heart, or whatever. 
But the idea is, you know, to go together and get these matching tattoos. I think usually they would do them in the same place, you know, whether it's the shoulder, back, neck, whatever. Um, uh, I read that Beyonce and Jay-Z have a tattooed Roman numeral four on their ring finger because they opted not to wear jewelry or, you know, mm-hmm. wedding bands. Oh, really? So, so what is the four significance? Uh, it, it has some significance for them. Uh, I don't know. I think, they were, kind of, uh, um, I think their birthday is on the fourth, and uh, significance, I don't know. Whatever they into, the four means something, represents something. Yeah, some kind of significance to them, but that was what they chose to do. And see, in that case, I was like, well, at least it had a, a purpose, you know. They did that in mm-hmm. place of a wedding ring. Mm-hmm. But, you know, then you got people that say, let's go get a matching full back dragon <laughs> something like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, good luck with that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right, well. I wouldn't do it. it just if I break up with that person now, I'm tied to them with some... Yeah. Some ink. Yeah. And you got to do something else with it. It's like, oh, we can turn it into something Unless else. you think about it when you get it put on, what, you, what, you, what can it be turned into, like book and look or cook mm-hmm. or whatever, you know. Get something that's yeah. easy to transform, you know. Yeah. That's true. Better mm-hmm. think twice. Glenn Noble yeah, said about it. <laughs> All right, we're going to keep it moving. Uh, just something to think about. Uh, where yeah, are we? Right now? Yes, something to think about. All right, let's get to uh, the rundown. Cattle, let me kick it over to you. What you got on uh, What you got on the burner tonight for us? Okay, I'm putting me to work tonight. Okay, I see how you got there. Always. Um, our rundown tonight. Of course, we have to go in focus, see what's going on out there. Um, House passes parents' bill of rights act. So I'm hearing this. It's going to be interesting. Also, Panera tests Amazon's palm scanning technology in St. Louis. Okay. And Tennessee Commission recommends um, decertification of former Memphis police officers. Also, our cocktail of the week. I got an interesting one tonight. What's popping with Papa Didi? Also, of course, we have to lighten it up with our weird news. Uh, a main motorist fight for the right to have naughty vanity license plate. Okay. Also, Highland Park residents getting mystery Uber Eats delivery. I bet. And look out below. Okay. I'm just saying with red wine, living for the city. My Hollywood wrap-up, pretty good tonight. The kiss it list and the last word. So sit back, relax, get your favorite cocktail, and we'll be back with info. This is the Pajama Party coming to you live. What's on your mind? Call us on 914-803-4306. Got an opinion or just want to say hello to the crew? Hello! You know what to do. Call 914-803-4306. 
If you just want to listen to the show online, go to www.apajamaparty.com and click the banner in the upper right corner. But if you want to talk to the crew, you need to call us on 914-803-4306 and press 1. We'll get to your call as soon as possible. It's nothing but fun and a pillow fight every Friday night at the Pajama Party. And remember, PJs only, no clothes allowed. Now back to the crew and more of the Pajama Party. Bartender, another round for the house. Thank you, darling. All right, welcome back to Pajama Party. When you host Papa Didi, I'm here with Kettle. Hello. Bonsoir, darling, darling. All right. It's time to go into In Focus. Uh, Kettle, coming back to you, mm-hmm. putting you back to work again. I see, uh, I see. I'm going to ask for more pay. <laughs> <laughs> what, what are you focused on tonight? Um, This Parents' Bill of Rights. This is the first time I've heard of this, but we're going to get into it. The U.S. House of Representatives today passed the Parents' uh, Bill of Rights Act, which would grant parents more control over their children's education. Hmm. I don't know. Sounds kind of shady to me, but and the U.S. Senate um, also passed the legislation, and President uh, Joe Biden signs it into law. It would permit parents to have access to a list of books and other reading materials in the kids' school libraries and would ensure that teachers provide parents with their class curriculum. Okay. Other provisions in the bill include parental consent for students to change their gender pronoun or sex-based accommodations such as bathrooms and locker rooms. The legislation also allows parents to review a school's budget and expenditures. Oh, interesting. Um. House Democrats have slammed their Republican colleagues for what they see as an educational power grab and attempt to further ban topics they don't like, including race, sexuality, and gender identity. Uh The bill comes as Republican-led states like Texas and Florida require that teachers get parental consent to uh, teach certain topics. In some cases, several states have either passed or introduced legislation to ban uh, the teaching of critical race theory, which restricts classroom conversations around race, sexuality, and systematic inequality. Um, what do you guys think about this bill? Mm-hmm. Think it's a bunch of crock, or you think it's has some merit, or you know? I don't know. It, it started off to sound like it might have been not all bad, but then what? when I started to hear, okay, this is going to give them, uh, the parents, the ability to be that selective in what can be taught, that's starting to go from not a good idea to a horrible idea. I mean, on the one hand, I feel like parents should be able to have some kind of say if it's something that's really problematic. But when they get to the point now where they're saying, like like where somebody, what, a week ago we were talking where they decided that Rosa Parks, in in the book about her life, they didn't want it to say she was an African-American. They had a problem mm-hmm. with that. They wanted to whitewash mm-hmm. that. And I'm like, what? 
what is the problem? What are they going to put, black? Or are they trying to go back to the invert? No, they <laughs> just wanted fast. to say that she was a woman of color. They were going to change it to woman of color because they mm. felt that that was, you know, less, I don't know, what what they were trying to accomplish with that. I just feel like when you start allowing too many cooks, spoons in the pot, you're going to end up with a mess. Because <laughs> that's too many, too many voices, you know. Because if if one parent says, "I don't want my children to learn about, you know, whatever," uh, I saw something just today where a, a school teacher was teaching about art, and they were they showed them a picture of the Michelangelo statue. And if you've ever seen the Michelangelo statue, his penis is showing in the statue. That's the way the statue is made. So there were parents who got upset and said, this is perverted, this is sexual, and all of this, and the teacher should be fired. And to me, that's where this kind of stuff goes. Well, let me you just know, say this like, to Papa Didi, you're right coming hey, in. But this is, this is no, why. I, I, I mean, just say I'm this. not. No, go ahead. I'm you, not, you I don't have a, I know you do. But no, not really. Not really. Go ahead. This is why uh, they have other schools. If you choose not to have your child in that particular school, don't go to that school. That's why there are Montessori schools, private schools. Uh, people mm-hmm. who create their own schools. Don't go to those schools, but don't change stuff that's already been there. I can see you changing it for the better, but you just you just effing effing shit up. I'm sorry, I'm cussing tonight. I, I go ahead, Papa. No, I wasn't. I really <laughs> I wasn't loaded on that. You know, it's just it's at the point now where a lot of things, just like uh, something I was going to speak on later on, and what's popping is that what uh, what's happening nowadays is that. Some people have their opinion on things, and then you have the people that that don't want to speak on things. They don't want to put it down because they don't want the face to, that goes along with it because the, the dominancy of it is going to be dominant. You know what I mean? And I think people are so afraid to be in court on the wrong side of an opinion when you have a public domain. You know what I mean? When you have a public – when you're in the public eye, you know, like like Barack was all into – <clears throat> what he was into, what what had to do with everything with eagle rights on on everything and everybody, but then the drawback on that is that whenever you try to support one group too much, you leave out other groups, and all of a sudden now these groups are saying, well, damn, what about us? Because it starts to change everything because you can't all of a sudden enlighten something that wasn't enlightened and don't think that the light's not going to go out in another place, and then like I said, everybody in the middle. It's kind of scared to be on the fence of this and that. And like I said, I'll talk about that a little later on because it's getting to the point right now where it's hitting the Grammys and hitting everything else when it comes to the way people are talking about uh, genders and things like that. It's getting it's getting deep in baseball and schools with female and, you know, it's getting it's getting deep. It's getting strong. And, and then you got the parents that are from a certain generation. And it's, it's it's getting heavy, you know. But anyway, we'll talk about that. But I agree with what you're saying, Kettle. If the parents have that much of a problem with the curriculum of any given school, then find an alternative. You know, I know it's not the easiest thing to say, well, just take your child and go somewhere else. 
But if it's really that much of a problem for you, then that's what you need to do. Because, I mean, that's what I would do. And I think that's that, to me, is the logical decision. So school's not the only influence. Even well, though you I'm take saying a child. as far as the parents getting this involved in the education to say, okay, I have a problem with this, I got a problem with that, I don't want my child learning this, so I want this removed from the curriculum, you're not going to be able to satisfy all those parents. Right, and when you start moving the children around, now, but like I said, even though kids are going to different schools based on what the parents want them to learn or not learn, but that school's not the only influence. You still got social media. They still hang out together. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You That's like putting dope down in the black neighborhood thinking white folks ain't going to come and get it. You know, yeah. come on. Mm-hmm. They're going to be down there getting that, that dope in the middle of the night. Yeah, that's true. Because so. the reality is that you can't keep them in a bubble. No, not, right, so, not at all. Whether so, you right. but also, that school, but like you were saying, they're going to get information somewhere. Like you were saying, Kettle, taking them to a, another school will put a eight-hour curriculum in place if you want your, if you choose for your child to grow with a certain level of standards, you know, at least you'll mm-hmm. restrict them for eight hours of their day to learn that in particular. But well, then, you know, then you got to take the cell phone and everything else because it's just, it's, just a, it's a mess anymore, I'll be honest with you. It is. It's a mess. Yeah. But anyway. my, my, let me just say this last part and then we can move on. Yeah, go ahead. Um, I was in a I was in a situation as far as with my child, and um, they came home and they were kind of concerned themselves about what they were reading. And I said, "You guys are reading this? I mean, you need to. I think the age needs to be appropriate to what you're reading. You can't be some uh, uh, kindergarten or uh, somebody in um, below like five or sixth grade reading something sexual." I can't see that because your mind, first of all, is not developed, and second of all, you don't know what they're talking about. So I'm not saying that my son was that young, but I'm just saying the curriculum has to has to come up to the level of um, where the child is, or uh, at least the majority of the children. You know, not just something crazy, and the child is not going to understand what's going on. That's just my tip. Okay. Well, we'll see how that goes, but I think they're going to have a real problem if they start allowing all these parents to chime in on what they think should and should not be included in their curriculum. Yeah, I thought that's why the administrators Uh were there Uh to do that. Like Papa said, everybody's not going to be pleased. I mean, it's going to be something that's not so... If Not you all. got it's a class of like 20 people, five may leave because of the curriculum, but you have a majority, which is 15. So, I mean, what what you going to do? Well, I, I would just say this. When you go to see, for example, when you go to see a doctor, you don't go in there and tell the doctor how to do their job. You trust the doctor to know what they are talking about and hopefully they give you the right information. But the point being, you go see a specialist because you believe they know more than you do about whatever the issue. And that's the way it should be in the schools. But you still These go with administrators, open mind, No, I'm saying the administrators and the teachers, they are trained 
to be able to put together a balanced curriculum. So if collectively, if the parents are not going to feel that you can trust these people that are in place to do this, if you don't feel like you can trust them to do their job, maybe the problem is you need other people in in those positions. Maybe yeah, that could be the issue. I'm just yeah. saying, it doesn't make sense to have yeah. people there to do a job that are trained to do a job, and now all these other people want to tell them how to do their job. Right. It seems counterproductive to me. Right. But anyway, okay. Go move, move on. <laughs> I get passionate about education, but okay. My focus is on this is, you know, I, you know I love technology, but I think Panera and Amazon are doing a little too much now. Now, Panera is testing um, Amazon's palm scanning technology in two of their own, two of their company-owned restaurants in St. Louis. Wait, are we talking about Panera to the restaurant? Panera, yes. Okay. Panera Bread has teamed up with Amazon. Uh, Amazon's, like, overall company now, they call it Amazon One. They have come up with this palm, like the palm of your hand, scanning technology so that you can, you don't have to deal with money and credit cards and all of that. It would all be connected, and you'd be able to pay for your products just by scanning your hand. And I'm like, wait a minute. This is starting to sound like some future future movie stuff. But they're going to pilot it in these two cities in um, in St. Louis. So <laughs> they, they said that it's already been implemented in a dozen um, Whole Food locations the ones that Amazon owns, and in some Amazon Go stores with some stadiums and arenas. Uh, Panera has got about 2,000 locations, and they have, you know, a really big loyalty program with over 52 million members. So I guess that's why they decided this would be a good match for this pilot program. They call it their Palm-Based Payment System. So... They're, um, what is he, the CEO, Panera's chief digital officer. He says that the Payment Plus loyalty identification is the secret sauce that can unlock a really personalized, warm and efficient experience for our guests in the cafe. And they're looking to test uh, 10 to 20 more restaurants over the next few months, including some that are franchises because they're starting with the ones that they own, and then they're going to expand to some of the franchise places. So these palm scanners are going to be located near the uh, near the register, and to use them, you have to link your loyalty program account to Amazon One, which you can either do from your home or your car or wherever, or you can do it in the restaurant, and that will enable you to you know, be identified and use your account to pay for your stuff in Panera simply by putting your hand, palm up, under the scanner. Now, of course, Amazon's getting some backlash on this because people are concerned, quite naturally, about privacy. You know, how much data are they collecting? What is, what is it, what are they doing with the information? Where is it going? 
Um, some privacy experts are saying they're concerned about the use of biometrics, which is what that is with the palm reading. Um, and they're saying that, um, you know, you'll have the ability to identify people that way because you still have people that have a problem with the um, facial recognition scanning software. Even that, you know, there have been people who have been falsely identified from facial recognition software, usually black folks. I don't know what that software does or how it malfunctions when it looks at black people, but I don't know. That's a whole nother story. But with this palm reading thing, you know, they're saying that it could be a risk because the data is stored where else? In the cloud. So all this information, when you scan your palm, your account, who you are, and it has to be connected to, you know, wherever your your source of money because that's how you're paying for it. So all that information is going to be swirling around in the cloud. But of course, so Amazon owns Panera. No, they're partnering oh, okay. with Panera for this program. Got they're it. just, you know, making the the technology available to Panera because Panera has, like I said, they got what 52 million. Uh, loyalty members. So when you have that many folks, once they you know connect their account and all, it's a it's a wide base of people to to run this type of pilot program. Hmm. So I don't know. You know they talking about well you know for security they they're going to have a custom built area in the cloud. I'm like really a custom built area? Okay. So, are you ready for me to say something? Oh yeah, I know you want to. That's all I have. I want to. I have. Just, I have to. I'm just saying. Hey, like, come, I, on. come on, Bob. I'm, I'm waiting I, to hear this. I don't know about this. All right, let me let me lay this on you now. Now, if you if you listen to Red Wine for a minute, she said all these wonderful words, the technology and the cloud and the and the biometrics, and biometrics and all this. Okay. Now, I got some cop friends, okay? And I've been in areas now where they have the new machine that uh, fingerprints you, all right? Mm -hmm. And now fingerprints are not only on the fingers. It's everywhere. It's on the side of your hand. It's on your palm, Mm -hmm. okay? Palm is part of it now. See, fingerprinting nowadays is not... I wouldn't say now they've been for a minute. It ain't putting your finger on ink and swirling around, okay? It's a whole computer. It's a whole glass computer mm-hmm. with pictures and everything. And if you don't do it right, it'll go until you smooth it the right way. Then it turns green and you move on to the next finger to the palm. And lets you, the machine lets you know when you're done with the whole hand. Mm-hmm. So now let me say this here. You were doing all, using all these nice terms. Just like I told you about over in Capitol Heights, I'm going to put them on blast. Capitol Heights, Maryland, there's a, a liquor store called Drink. Mm-hmm. I don't give a fuck about putting them on blast because what they're doing is bullshit. You can't buy okay. anything out there. When you go to buy it, they say, oh, we're going to swipe your ID. And I went in there, and I must have had about $100 worth of booze on the counter. You know, I had my favorite brown, and I had my 12-pack of my favorite beer. And, and they said, uh, oh, Oh, we got to swipe your card. I said, swipe. 
for you. Well, I, you know, I'm going to show you my ID. You know, I pulled up very certain No, we had to swipe it. Now, mind you, the lady was going to swipe it. This was her first day working. Okay? And she looked like trash. She had all kind of phony shit, phony hair, phony eyebrows. Looked like a fucking clown. Okay? And she's going to take my shit and swipe me. Now, I, I feel it happened to at another restaurant, that restaurant Jasper's over in uh, the Largo area. After hours, they want to swipe your ID. Now, swiping your ID, this shit go right back to the police. Okay? This is a database. Fuck all that stuff you were saying about. What were you saying? Biometrics, it's my in the ass. Cloud. Yeah, the cloud. Yeah, no, it's in the it fucking. All goes whoa, to whoa, the whoa. Cloud. I'm speaking now. It's in the fucking police stations where it's at. Mm-hmm. Okay? So every Negro that goes in there or person of anything, as soon as your name comes up, they're looking for familiarity, not to mention who's got a warrant. So all of a sudden, you in there getting some, some shit from Panary, a uh, damn chicken. I, I, that, that place got the nastiest food in the world. You know, that ain't my spot. They give you the little pr- prison trays. Trays like you in prison. You ever seen Panera trays? They still do that? <laughs> I ain't been here in a minute. But last time I was there, I went to one in uh, Silver Springs. They got you one right there. Prison that, the trays looks like a prison tray. But anyway, what I'm saying is that it's almost, just look at it as like Martin Luther I'm, I'm King, uh, Malcolm X. Well, Malcolm X talked about the house nigga and the field nigga. Okay? If you are the house nigga, you're talking stuff like you're saying, biometrics and clouds and all that. Because that's what, that's what, that's how Amazon wants you to sell it to the public. But deep down inside, anytime somebody's taking a print of anything, it's going back to law, it's going back to law enforcement. It's going back to people gathering anything. Now I'm I'm telling you, you. I'm not disagreeing with you. Just take what I'm, take what I'm but saying. But I'm just I mean, telling you the story. All right. Well, we have to and, stop. And I said that we there have are to concerns we, about the privacy and where the data right, goes. Right. Right. see, there again, use another use another house nigga word, privacy. How is that a house nigga? That's what it is. You gotta be concerned about your own privacy. You should be concerned about your name going down in in, in big well, to blue. To me, that is privacy. See? Like I don't want my stuff to be right. places that I haven't. No, I'm not saying to disrespect you at all. I'm just saying, listen to the way you're talking. Listen to the way I'm talking. <laughs> you're talking about biometrics, the cloud. They're doing something to make everything so blah 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 blah. They don't give a fuck. They really don't. Well, like they want to. That's how they want to steal it. That's how they want to sell it. And, and yeah, but we're buying. We're it buying. In that capacity. We're, we're buying. And yeah, people are buying it because it's easy access. No, oh, not, I don't have to no, carry my car. Right. I can just swipe my damn hand. That's how people are thinking. They want convenience. We are just going okay, well, just into that convenience thing. Okay, well, if you got a nice, clean record, I recommend it. Me, I might have a warrant on my ass, so I ain't fucking with it. No, even if I know my record's clean, I don't want to scam I'm my just I don't want my information in their database. I may have I a mean, ticket in I, L.A. If I went to L.A., I may have a couple of tickets left nah. over from L.A. No, I'm or, just saying what you're you know saying. What I mean? I'm on. saying that I don't like the idea of a business collecting my information. But why does the company, and I'm going to say this last thing, why does a company that is multi-multi-billionaire every day got to come up with some new shit? Really? Give me a keep break. making money. What's it doing for us? It's not money. What is it doing for us? Taking our money. That's what they do. Please. But we're going to move on. We're going to move on. Bezos couldn't even keep his marriage right. Well, 
He couldn't keep his marriage. Fuck him. Anyway, let's move Okay, we're going to move on. All right. All right, Pavaditi, what's your in-focus story? Uh, I'm talking about these uh, police officers in Memphis, and they, this is not the first time I spoke on They want to, uh, which I recommend this, they want to uh, certify them, mm. which I, I, being these guys are on the news for this and that, I doubt if they get hired anywhere. But this is mostly designed for white police officers that do crap because they go somewhere and they get hired with the quickness somewhere else, you know, right down the street or right in the next town or whatever. But anyway, this is focused on the gentleman, uh, the police officer that, uh, that was involved in that murder in uh, Memphis. This was a uh, Tennessee commission recommends decertifying the formal uh, Memphis police officers charged with the, uh, the Mr. Nichols' uh, death. A Tennessee commission is uh, recommending that uh, three former Memphis, Tennessee police officers involved in the death of uh, Tyree Nichols be uh, decertified for working in law enforcement in the state. Mm-hmm. So being as Tennessee, all, all they can control is the state. So they can't really tell anybody else what to do. So they're trying to make sure they don't work. And they're only saying three. So they must, these people here must have either lower charges or whatever. I don't, I don't know how they are differentiating who was the main culprit, but they're saying three of the people. So uh, it's called the uh, peace, peace officer standards. The Tennessee Peace, not police, but Peace Officer Standards and Training, POST Commission, which is responsible for training and enforcing standards on all local police departments in the state. So on Friday, they approved and uh, stamped the recommendation for decertification of uh, Demarius Hanley, Emmett Martin III, and Justice Smith. So like I said, they only focus on three people in that particular situation. So I don't know what the other the other two might be. They must say they they going to jail for life, so we don't give a fuck, you know. So, anyway, so um, this is something I I totally agree with on this here, you know, because but this is really this is designed mostly for the white cops, they you know, because you you gotta wonder like where are the police that 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 killed a lot of these different ones, you know, uh, Tamara, the ones that killed different ones, oh, yeah. you know, where are they now? The Good ones question. that it seems like they all have a, but it, a lot of them go to a different state. I seen on the news the other day where they talked about where the most white people were, mm-hmm. and I'm sure they're going up there. They got Nebraska, uh, Montana, Utah. These places have over eighty percent white folks. Eighty percent, mm-hmm. it's crazy. Uh, Maine, Maine is like ninety two percent Caucasian. Wow. It's, it's the top oh, ten. To get Idaho. Idaho's one of them. Yeah, and so most of these cops, they go there, and, you know, it's like as soon as they do something violent in these certain popular areas, they just flee to somewhere else where it's literally white and just continue their life. Mm. It's very interesting. So, but, yeah, I, rec- I recommend this whole decertification of people when they do some violent crap. They don't need to be police anywhere. I and mean, who's to say they can get back out there and put on a suit and, you know, in Cleveland, and, you know, you're the same person. See, to so. me, that's the problem. If you've done something heinous in one state and they get they decertify you so you can never be a police officer in that state, it seems like it should be a nationwide database, and that name should go in the database so that this person never works in law enforcement anywhere else again. I mean, I get it, people want a second chance, but I just feel like, when you beat the brakes off somebody and kill somebody, 
hiding behind your badge, you don't need to be in law enforcement. Yeah, but they can only that commission can only control the state that they're in. No, I'm saying I think they they really should have that nationwide database. Yeah, they should really get together and make it. But then again, you got 50 states, so you never know who's going to agree and who don't agree. It's just like abortion, you know. No matter what you do in the world today, nobody's on the same page completely. Mm. Nobody. That's really sad. Yeah, it's rough. All right. So, well, I know they fired at least one of those other officers. It wasn't it like five or six? Yeah, it was five, five or them? six, yeah. yeah. I know one of them was completely fired or quit or something. I don't know. But So at least three of them, they're going to lock them down where they can't work, in, at least in Tennessee. All right. Okie dokie. Let's see. Are we going to take a break or are we ready for the cocktail of the week. Let's take a little CC. All right. We'll take a quick break, and we're coming right back with Kettle and the Cocktail of the Week. You're listening to the Pajama Party Show. So I was looking over the Cocktail of the Week archives, and we've had so many really great drinks over the past year and a half. We've had our original signature drink called the Pajama Party and a Game Changer, and, of course, we have the last word. I like the revolution. It was Hennessy, lemon and lime juice, agave juice, and bitters with jalapeno slices. Ooh-wee! I like that Crown Royal flush with the Crown Royal peach stuff and cranberry juice. Oh, yeah. And one of my favorites was the, uh, wait a minute, what's it called? The Dutch Mule, yeah, the Dutch Mule with the kettle orange vodka, lime juice, and ginger beer. There are so many to choose from on the apajamaparty.com website. So John Party One, your host Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. Red one. Bonsoir, darling. Ooh, raise your glasses. It's time for the cocktail of the week. Week, week. With Kettle. <laughs> what you got for us this week, Kettle? All right. We're gonna start the uh, spring, summer, whatever you want to call it. It's warm. It's gonna be warm next week, so this is the summer college. And I'm uh, going back to the brown liquor, Papa, just for you. Uh-huh. Um, this is smooth and fruity. Martel B.S. Cognac is great for cocktails. Exclusively distilled from clear wines for richer cognac experience. All right. And this is called the Summer Collins. Of course, we need a Collins glass, which is a highball glass. So uh, we're going to get um, eight parts of Martel B.S. Four parts of lemon juice, uh, three parts of maple syrup, um, two peaches, and a splash of the um, soda water. So we're going to muddle the um, two peaches in the um, in your jigger, 
Um, and then, you know, we're going to add all our ingredients. And we're going to shake all those ingredients together and uh, strain it over a fresh glass of uh, ice. And that is the summer. Enjoy. Ooh. And that's called what now? The Summer Collins? The Summer Collins. Mm-hmm. Getting ready okay. for the uh, summertime. Yeah, I'm, I'm ready for something hot. So this will cool you down. Oh, yeah. That is nice. I like it. I like it. So that must make like a, a, a punch. Yeah, Marcello's just stuffed up. But is, is it a punch kettle? Because that sounds like way more than one no. glass. No, that's just one. When it says eight parts, see, I think every um, um, cocktail, they do it differently. So eight parts is probably only about three or four ounces of Martell. Oh, okay. Sounds like it's a lot, but it's not. That's only for one person. <laughs> okay. I'm thinking like mm-hmm. a punch bowl, but okay. No, All they, right. well, they don't do ounces. They do parts. Okay. All right. Well, thank you so much for that. It's Summer Collins. This week's Cocktail of the Week brought to you by D.C. Homegrown Entertainment and Kettle. Good one. Good one. All right. Papa Didi, you're up next uh, with the question to you. What's popping? What's popping? What's popping? There's so much going on. But what I wanted to focus on, uh, the title of it tonight is, Is It Necessary? Mm. Okay. And that can go either way. Is it necessary? Uh, I've seen a lot of celebrities lately announcing different things about about them and what they're what they what happened to them, what they've been into you know, uh, what they're into, what they are. And and I just wonder, is it necessary because we're not really looking at them on that level? At least I'm not. I'm looking, I'm looking, I mean, I remember the young lady, uh, I don't know, Red Wine, I don't think you would help me with her name. The one that was in the story, uh, West Side Story, the young lady had just won the, uh, didn't she win an Oscar as well? I mean, I asked well, her. She wanted Tony. Tony, but I Tony, can't right. her name. She wanted Tony. And uh, the first thing she did was she wanted, and she came up there, and, and she said, I'm queer, you know, and and I can understand and appreciate that. But was that necessary? Because it, it had nothing to do either way. I'm not saying that to put her down or put down what she's into or whatever. But my question is, you wanted Tony because of your performance and who and what you are and what you do and how talented you are. And you just threw, you, you throw some people through a loop because I'm looking and saying, well, damn, you know, was that necessary? Because now you put the badge on you. And the same with the other young lady. Um, gosh, what is her name? Uh, your girl. It was just in the All-Star game. Oh, Janelle Monet. Janelle Monet. She's another one. Now, I've been listening to her music and following her and all that. And then she comes out with the non-binary situation and all. And I don't, you know, who you fucking is your business. Really, in my opinion, it just, I mean, even if you're just jacking your dick, that what you're doing is your business. I mean, are people that, that jack they 
Jack State Johnson all day, come out and say, well, I'm, I'm a constant jacker, you know what I mean? You know, I'm a, I'm, a motivated, I'm a motivated masturbator. I mean, I'm not making jokes. I'm just saying that, and I'm not putting down what people do. Don't get it wrong. Don't get it twisted. What you do in your life is your business. But when you get on national TV and you say something that ain't got nothing to do with the program, nothing to do with the Tonys, nothing to do with the Oscars, nothing to do with anything, you just want an award. All we're doing is congratulating you for being a talented person you are. And then you flip the script and go in another direction. Now, the question is, did that help your career? Did you say that because that was a career move for you? Or you're trying to land on the right side of right for a career move? Because, you know, that's what these people do for a living. So I guess they got to keep sticking and moving in a certain direction in order to keep it right, keep it strong. Just like the other day, uh, my girl, man, my my complete love interest, um, Sherry Lee Roth. Okay, man, that's been my queen for a long time. Ever since um, that performance on um, Distinguished Gentleman with uh, Eddie Murphy when he went to D.C. to be a congressman, you know, when she was saying Inga from Sweden, you know, she's a fantastic one. Now, she was just now talking about she was attacked by one of the people on a set that she was on, and it happened a while back. But she said, when I was on the set and the person just assaulted me, on the set, but she kept, like, not saying who it was, but trying to make a story. Obviously, the person that assaulted her is still in the business, but you didn't go to the cops. And now that you're talking about it on Entertainment Tonight, you didn't say their name, he or she. Okay, let's not just think assault could just be on, you know, men, because if somebody's being non-binary, that mean they fucking everybody, so, you know, they could be in the mix, too. So... It's a situation whereas, you know, it's just like not to. Why don't people go to the police when it first happens? And now she's in a situation now when I look at her now, I'm seeing now, what do you, what do you, Ms. Uh, Lee Roth, what are, you, what are you trying to say about this? I know you are pissed off over it, but you're saying it for the attention you're getting from it. But nobody's being turned in. You didn't go to the police. You're saying it three years later, and nobody was arrested, and you, you claim it was a person on the set with you. You're not, you're not turning him in. So what was the point of even bringing this shit up? I mean, you're welcome to call and then give me your comment on 914-803-4306. And press, that, that, and press 1. My topic on this, is it necessary if you got personal business of your own or something you're personally into, I'm sure that it is fashionable now for people to talk about their, their sexual preference and everything, and they just speak on it in every, every little situation around. And I'm not saying that in any kind of homophobic way at all. Don't even get it twisted. Not at all. I'm just saying, is it necessary based on what we already love you as talent-wise? You know what I mean? Because once you say something, it's going to change who, you know, I don't know what Denzel Washington does or, or anybody else that I love, Forrest Whitaker, of different people that, you know, I don't know what they do because they don't talk about what they do. They just act, you know. And, and when people just act, that's all I want to see you do. That's all I go pay to the movies to go see you do. 
And you can talk about that in your own situation, but when you go on national TV and speak on something, you're typesetting yourself. You know, now people are looking at you for what you last talked about. And what do you want to be known for? You know what I mean? I'm going to leave it alone. But call, give me your opinion. Let's, Let's kick it around. Okay. That's a good question, though. Was it necessary? Was it necessary? You just signed, well, um, you just signed into one of the topics that we'll talk about Hollywood later on, but uh, yeah, that was interesting when I heard about Shirley Ralph. Yeah, I was just I just threw her out there. I mean, that's my girl. I'm I'm still gonna love her. Don't get me wrong, but yeah. I just I didn't like the way she was not throwing that person under the bus or turning them in. You you're on the you're you on T V crying. Shit, go to the police. Turn that motherfucker yeah. in. If you're gonna speak on it, speak on it. I mean I'm not like I said, I'm not telling her what to do. She's a grown woman and that's her life. But it seems like sometimes it's a career move or helps their career, but I'm not gonna elaborate or speculate. Okay. Anyway. All right, Cattle. Thanks for your time. Oh, you leave it? <laughs> they said thanks for your time. Like, no, I, mean, I mean, that's a real touchy. That, that, that topic is A&M Pound Grill in a room. You know, people can't really talk about that. They just, oh, no. I'm, 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 yeah. I'm a balloon. Don't bring that needle near me. Mm-hmm. You know. So. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, it's time to lighten it up with the weird mm-hmm. news. Woo-woo! All right. You I got the first one. Mm-hmm. I got the first mm-hmm. one. Yeah, this, is, this was uh, this was out of, uh, you just talked about Maine a little while ago. Yeah. Augusta, Maine. 93% white. Well, we got this, this uh, it's a white guy. This white guy in Maine, he's a vegan. And the problem was he wanted to get a customized vanity license plate with the word tofu on it being that he's a vegan, and um, the state of Maine is in the process of cracking down on what they call vulgar license plates. Mm. So he was trying to understand, like, why was the license plate he wanted with tofu on it, why was that so vulgar? But it turns out what he actually wanted to put on his license plate was love, wait a minute, let me get it right, Love tofu, and he spelled love L U V, and then the word tofu. So it was L U V T O F U. So of course, if you knew that's what it was, it looks like love tofu. But if you didn't know what it was, it looks like it could be read love to F U. So the state of Maine decided no, love to F U is vulgar. And, of course, he pushed back and said, no, I was saying love tofu, not love to F you, but it just happened to read that way. And Maine was like, no, 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 no. So they wouldn't allow it, and there's been other ones that people try to get for vanity plates that had, I mean, the, the F word spelled, spelled out, all kind of stuff. So Maine's been having an issue with these vanity plates. And they've been telling people, nope, nope, nope. They told him you can have something else on it. I think it was vegan with the E using a three instead. And he said, no, forget it. I'm not going to pay extra for a vanity plate that I don't want. So he decided to settle and just get a regular boring 
license plate. But he's still mad that he couldn't get his love tofu plate. And that's what's going on up there in May. They have an issue. He need to go with his ass down. <laughs> <laughs> they got all kind of issues going on. But they say there was a lot of them. They had like 120,000 uh, vanity plates that they had to vet. Because people, you know, try to get slick and word things in real tricky ways. And well, that's what a vanity plate is all about. Exactly. You try to think, all right, let me get this one through. And then Maine is like, eh, put the brakes on. Nope, you can't have that. Well, if you and notice that, you're a freak, freak yourself. You know, they, there you go. They, you you tell be. on yourself. If you notice somebody's shit is freaky, you freaky yourself because you identified it. Takes one to know one. Mm-hmm. Anyway, okay. yeah. I'll, Next. <laughs> I was going to say, we're having the freedom of speech. Yeah, exactly. Well, mm-hmm. maybe not so much free in May if you want to put it on a mm-hmm. license plate. If you want to, you're going to take it all the way up to the to the top. But anyway. All right. Yeah. Um, who is this? Highland Park residents getting mystery Uber Eat deliveries. Okay. And to get this one to me, I see. During the pandemic <laughs> shutdowns, many Americans fell in love with the um, convenience of food delivery apps. However, one Highland Park neighborhood may be getting too much of a good thing. As the residents are being um, bombarded with Uber Eats deliveries, they did not order or buy. One man uh-huh. said he received 13 deliveries in one day, none of which he ordered. Uh, his neighbors had similar stories. Um, Caroline argue, Aguirre said she's received low-fat milk to, to the Danish, the chicken nuggets, the french fries, and an egg croissant. Um, the delivery seems to be focused on Range View Avenue, and they've been coming at all hours. The resident said delivery started about two weeks ago. Um, one neighbor even put a no delivery sign on his front door, but the surprises kept coming up to 10 bags a day. The resident says the names on the orders, primarily fast food, did not match anyone as the resident. Some didn't even have Uber Eat accounts. Neighbors uh, told um, KTLA that other delivery services, such as DoorDash and Postmates, have been involved as well. Wow. San Francisco-based Uber told the uh, L.A. Times that the company has launched an investigation into the bizarre relentless deliveries. That's crazy. It sounds like some teenagers ordering stuff just randomly probably and sending them to those addresses. <laughs> and somebody's got to pay for all that, right? Don't you have to pay for it when you order it? Yeah. That's so that crazy. doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> Sounds like somebody's doing as a prank or maybe, uh, you know, some some streets are the same. They might have a place, an avenue, a street, the same name, you know. I don't know. I They Is said some final? people said they were scared to eat it. They were like, I didn't order this. I don't know why it's here. I'm not touching it. <laughs> I wouldn't eat it either. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> Uh, uh, that's crazy. Uh, look, if anybody's had any similar uh, situation, call us nine one four eight zero three four forty three zero six. And press one um, if you got some uh, Uber Eats or what's the other one? Postmates, any of that DoorDash. stuff that you didn't order? Give us a call. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Kevin. All right, Papa Didi, All right. what you got? 
All right, my weird news is uh, it's titled Look Out Below. Uh, this is straight from a scene from a nightmare for anyone scared of snakes. This man was struggling to flush his toilet and found it was bonded with a 50-pound non-poisonous python peeking his hand mm-hmm. up out of the U-bin. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. peeking his head up now, you know, in the area where the, where the toilet comes to the front there. And Anyway, this happened over in Thailand. His name is uh, Chan Lampany. Lamp- from Thailand, he shared pictures of the unwelcome visitor in his toilet on Facebook. He named it All About Thailand Snakes. This happened on March 17th, showing the serpent's head poking out of the toilet bowl. Okay, now you know that's, that's crazy. Anyway, he also contacted a local rescue team to help rescue the massive snake from the plumbing pipes of his home where it became wedged. But uh, after not being able to pull the snake free, they disconnected the pipes and then had in order to get the creature out of there. Hmm. So the picture posted by him also showed the snake's body entirely blocked the whole line of pipe, and the snake's gigantic size had been removed, weighed in at 50.7 pounds. That's a lot of snake. And they're saying that uh, the, the python has been previously found emerged from toilets in Thailand all the time, end up biting unlucky humans as they sat... Ooh. One woman from uh, one part of Thailand, uh, Central Thailand, she's bitten on the finger and the buttocks. Oh. And she sat down in 2020, while in 2016, one very unlucky man from Chukanaka, Providence, Thailand, was bitten on his penis. Yikes. That's crazy shit. That's really crazy. And they said this happens a lot. Happens a lot. These are non-poisonous pythons. In the sewer lines of uh, Thailand, mm. and Ooh. you know, if you're in the sewer line, you you're going to eventually end up in somebody's toilet because that's where it all, Ooh. the toilet's where it all goes down. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> I mean, I mean, you know, where it all goes down. Ooh. You know, you just ain't bite, bite me. Bite me. Ooh. Well, I tell you Crazy. what, I hope those folks look first before they sit. Yeah, that's. Mm. Uh, Good, it shows that, that that sewer system is very, uh, it's not even, it's definitely not regulated. <laughs> you think? For sure. It ain't regulated. <laughs> it ain't regulated. There's no water department, there's no water department, gas company, or electric company overseeing that at all. That's just a straight hole leading down to a to a sewer. It was yeah. Thailand, so. Oh, my goodness. Okay. I heard they got some good shrimp fried rice there, so. Okay. Here comes with the state. All right. On that note, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back on the other side with, uh, I'm just saying, on the Pajama Party Show. You are listening to the original Pajama Party on Blog Talk Radio. Every Friday night at 9 p.m., you can talk with Papa Didi, Red Wine, and myself, Kettle, about our in-focus topics of the week, lighten it up with our weird news, our off-chain commentaries, also our unusual kiss-it list, and more. You can even call in with your own topic. We don't care. We just want to talk. Remember, PJs only, no clothes allowed. Join us every Friday night, 9 p.m. to 11 p.m., Eastern Standard Time and bring your favorite cocktail because that's what we do. Cheers.
All right, welcome back to the John Party. I'm one of those Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Bonsoir, darling. Okay, we're going to uh, hear from Red Wine with her segment called, uh, I'm Just Saying. Okay, thank you. Merci, merci. So tonight, I'm just saying, this is about a, a young sister that was just trying to literally mind her business. This story is out of North Carolina, 21-year-old hairstylist. Her name is Angel Pittman. Angel had this idea that she wanted to start her own business. So she started saving her money up to buy some land in North Carolina, and she wanted to uh, purchase these three school buses. Her concept was she's going to be a mobile hairstylist. What woman doesn't want to have somebody come to them to do their hair so you're not sitting up in somebody's salon or having to go to the barber or whatever, you know, she's going to set up her buses and, you know, do her mobile thing. So everything was cool. She found some land. She had saved up her money. She bought these three school buses and parked them on her land that she had not yet developed. Like I said, she was trying to mind her business, but it turns out, the area where she bought the land is probably how she got a good deal on it. It was in this area that they call a sundown town, where you have basically a bunch of old white races who live in these areas. So she put her buses on her property, and then this old white guy who's in the property adjoining or next to hers starts harassing her. He was calling out, saying stuff, calling her names. Uh, Then one time when she came to, you know, just to check her property, he's sitting on the porch holding a gun with swastikas and stuff painted on his trailer. He's got his Confederate flag waving. You know, all of this to, I guess, try to frighten her or whatever the case. Sometimes he would say stuff to her and ask her things like, you know, what are you doing? Or at one time he told her to get the F off of his property and get those F and buses off of his property. Now, she bought the property. It belonged to her. She was minding her business. He's over here minding her business, talking trash. So one time when she came back to check on the buses and all that she put on her property, the buses had been vandalized. Spray painted, had nigga nigga spray painted on the bus, bitch this, bitch that. All of this that was done. Clearly, he was the one who did it. So, oh, and he busted out the windows. You know, he did all of this stuff, destroyed the buses. So she gets in touch with the the local authorities. The the captain, uh, Mark McDaniel, came and showed up on the scene. He says, oh, yeah, I know this guy. He's an elderly guy, and he observed all the damage and all of that, the spray paint. He saw all of that. So when she asked, you know, well, what's going to happen, and he was basically saying, well, you know, uh, you know, it, it is what it is, was pretty much his response. So when she followed up with the captain to find out, well, what's going to happen, The captain, McDaniel, said that, well, actually, this incident happened before he started in in his position as a captain. Like, that makes a difference. 
Like, well, you're a captain now. So what does it matter when you became a captain? So he said he was going to file the reports and all, but nothing ever happened. And in the report, nothing said anything about it being a racially motivated attack, that she was targeted, that anything about the whole white supremacy, the signal, the, the signage, the Confederacy, none of that. The fact that he spray-painted nigger, I mean, what else do you need to show that this was racially motivated? But the, the police report didn't say anything about that at all. So as after the, uh, the sheriff closed the case, after failing to find any kind of eyewitness who saw it, I'm like, really, now you want an eyewitness? This old white racist is the only one that's out there. So you're not going to have a witness? But I guess they were trying to say, well, you didn't see him do it. So even though it all points to him, nobody saw him do it. So anyway, Angel Pittman ended up saying, okay, fine. I'm going to cut my losses and I'm going to get on up out of here. So she ended up, because uh, she had invested like $14,000 that she had saved up to get these buses and buy this land. So she had to kind of eat some of that. And, you know, she ended up moving back to Charlotte. And, you know, she decided that trying to hold on to that land wasn't going to help her. But, you know, since all this happened, she raised about $100,000 in a GoFundMe to try to restore some of the money that she lost in that whole fiasco. But, you know, the problem is this is, you know, the kind of bull crap that folks deal with when you're trying to establish your own business and mind your own business and you got somebody like this old racist who's still stuck in his head that I'm back in the time that I'm comfortable in, I don't want you here. And when he told her to get the buses off of his land, like, dude, that wasn't your land. She bought that land. She had a deed to that land. But he's caught cussing her out, telling her, get the F off of my land. Mm-hmm. But, you know, she thought if I just stand fast, I can get through this. And now girlfriend is in Charlotte. She got the heck up out of it. So I'm just saying, you know, it's a shame that, you know, this is a young woman, 21, has mm-hmm. saved up her hard-earned money to get her mobile hair business going. And this old racist basically, you know, just beat her down yeah. and ran her out of there. But. I'm just saying, if you got a vision, you got to stand strong, but pay attention to where you're going. You know, that's like trying to build a house on sand. It ain't going to work. If you get there and check out the lay of the land and you got somebody like this old nut you got to be next door to, that's already a red flag. You might need to just find another location. I'm not saying run, but what's the point? of trying to battle somebody when they they got that kind of mentality. You're wasting your time, money, and energy because folks like that are not going to change. This is Red Wine, and I'm just saying, learn how to mind your business. That's what this old fool is doing. That was a good one, Red Wine. I felt bad for the sister, but, you know, she tried. She's young. She's 21, figured I can beat this. I can do it. Yeah, those are people that are on a loop. That happened to me, like, back in uh, 99, back when I first brought my house. Uh, the neighborhood was all white. I was the only black person in that 
area, really, and there was a parking space that belonged to me because I saw it on my... But these white folks, before I moved there, they had dominated this spot. I had two spots in the back of my house, and they dominated the spot for so long that they just knew it belonged to them. So I had to go down to City Hall and get the, the, the documentation and everything and get the police involved and everything, and finally got my parking spaces back. And then I put a fence up and everything to, to rope it off. They looked at me like I was crazy and all, but <laughs> half of them was dying off. And now the whole neighborhood is Spanish. Mm. So all that white shit they were trying oh, to maintain then, then disappeared. Okay. So what are you going to do? Yeah, That's just changes. a side note. All right. Mm. So it's over to you, Papa Didi. Uh, living for the city? I'm living for the city. Uh, first of all, let me recap on... Uh, who was talking about that earlier? We were talking about the, uh, you were talking about Panera and. Oh, Panera Bread and Panera Amazon. Bread, just to recap, Panera Bread and Amazon, scanning. they want to palm scan you now in order to get your, and like I was telling Red Ryan by the house Negro and the field Negro, they're trying to get your stuff. They're trying to get your, your identification. Mm-hmm. But Red Ryan, she reading it like it's so sacred. And Basil was, so, not, Basil was so I was loving merely Negroes. informing you of what they're doing. Oh, but he's, they're trying to get to, it's fast service. That's not fast service. Anyway, we're gonna, we, we, I just wanted to say that just to preempt what I'm about to say. Now, uh, watch yourself, okay, as people. Because everybody, you know what gets me too? People are selling snake oils and gimmicks out here. And we're talking major corporations. But see, major corporations, never forget this here. Major corporations are all over the world. So anything they're selling, they're selling to 50 states, Hawaii, Alaska, you know what I mean, the whole nine. Why do you think Subway sandwiches, okay? Let's just talk about Subway sandwiches. Let me just close my eyes and think about some of the damn celebrities that are advertising for Subway. Okay? You got Charles Barkley, Tom Brady, What's this little boy take three point shots? Steph. Uh, Steph Curry. Steph Curry. You got all these. These people are millionaires already. And as far as I'm concerned, Subway does not have the best fucking hoagie, in my opinion. Are you serious? Hell no. Okay, so I can go to one of these Spanish bodegas in New Jersey and get a better hoagie. Anyway, now let's let's get a little deeper now. Uh, let's talk about. TV, cable. Okay. Now, TV came in two different fashions, all right? I'm going to give you a little lesson for a minute. Please take listen to this because this is very important. TV came in two facets when it started modernizing itself, okay? There was what was called analog and it was what was called digital, okay? Now, Analog was big. Remember back in the day, people had these big satellites on their roof, people that could, you know, that could afford it, and antennas on their roof. Now, antennas were hooked to the analog aspect of things. You put an antenna up, or you can put some rabbit ears, as they called them back in the day, on your TV. You know, when the rabbit ears ain't working, you get some lumen foil and put on the end of them, and you see TV. Now, when George Bush was president, now, the same man that was late as hell getting to the Katrina flooding, I like George Bush. He's funny. He could draw a little bit. He's a nice guy. I watch his daughter in the morning on NBC with Hoda. What's her name? She's, she's a nice Hoda girl. Hoda Kati. Yeah, Hoda Kati. 
her, her his daughter has teamed up with her on the on the mm-hmm. Today Show Jenna. and all that jazz. Right, Jenna. Right, she's a nice girl, and George Bush is a nice guy, but he's done some dumb shit. Okay, he started a war in Iraq because of the 9/11 bombing, and he went after um, Saddam Hussein, mm-hmm. who was only sitting in a, in an empty castle with a bag full of money. At the end of the day. The real culprit was fucking Bin Laden, okay? But Bin Laden was friends of the Bushes. Now, I'm not going to stay on this long. I'm just giving a backstory. Mm-hmm. So he didn't go after Bin Laden, but Bin Laden was the main dude. Barack had to fucking kill Bin Laden. He went after Saddam. After, after 9-11, you know, the world was pissed off, so we went into Iraq. 4,500 Americans dead, okay, behind that war. Yeah. Okay, all of a sudden Katrina hit. Boom. Late getting there. They couldn't even send no flat boat. I was in the Navy, so I know about amphibious boats. Flat amphibious boats means it's a flat bottom. They could have sent them in there. Why didn't we send people in there and we look up and there's fucking Anderson Cooper? He's fucking talking to people in the water. How the fuck did Anderson get there with CNN and we can't get there with, with soldiers? Okay, that's another thing. But here's the main thing that Bush did. And I'm not hating Bush. Like I said, I like him. Funny, he's a good artist. His daughter's on TV. He's got a pretty wife. Nice guy. But what he did when he was president, he threw the switch. He got in bed, butt ass naked with the cable companies. And he threw the switch, which means he cut off all analog service. That's why now, in order for you to get anything on your TV, you need some type of cable. George Bush turned off the analog service. That's why you don't have it no more. That's why you got no antennas. That's why you can't watch a baseball game sitting on the fucking porch no more with your antennas up on your little TV. Remember all the little portable TVs we had back in the day? You might as well throw them in the damn garbage because they ain't connected to shit. Hmm. Now, here's the deal. I'm getting to my real story. Now, one thing you can do to get around that is get you a smart TV. Smart TV. My recommend, what's it called? Roku. Roku. R-O-K-U, mm-hmm. Roku. Roku gives you different ones that you can go in and do stuff. Now, on your cell phone, look on your cell phone, and you'll see in the section that you slide down, that lets you put on your rotate mode and all that stuff, at the very top, you slide down, you get these big big objects. It's rotate and different things. In there, there's something called a smart view. I believe it's called smart view, right? Mm-hmm. Right. I think so. Slide your phone down from the top until you get all those big circles. And you're going to get something called Smart View. Point that at the TV, hit Smart View. All right? Now, once you hit that, your TV is going to come up on your phone. Hit the phone at whatever TV you're pointing at. It's going to ask you yes or no. And hit your remote and hit Allow. Now, your phone is going to show up on your TV. Now you can go in and you can pull up. CBS.com, NBC.com, ABC got time, and get local channels, okay? And you can connect to your Verizon server, wherever you got, and link that on your TV. Put stuff on your phone first and then link your phone to your TV. That's how you get around that. Now, here's my big story. Let's talk about cable companies, okay? That shit's a racket. Let's just talk about Xfinity. Verizon, and the little puppy on the back end, let's talk about DirecTV. Now, I dealt with Verizon, and I got, you know, a little crap from them. 
and Xfinity, you know, share a little stuff with them in another house. Now, let's talk about direct TV, because in the one crib where I'm just stealing TV from my little smart view on my phone and all that, I call direct TV. Now, let's go back to what you were saying about the palm of the hand. Mm-hmm. I called four people from direct TV on four different days. These jokers want more information from you than they're willing to tell you. I saw on the TV where it said $64 for two years. And, you know, direct TV gives you a lot of stuff now. But the problem with direct TV is a satellite. And what happens in a satellite when it rains, snows, a oh, fucking yeah. dog pisses on it? It's out, okay? Now, but when I call, the point I'm making, and I'm about to put it all in perspective, just like you said with Bezos and the other people trying to get the palm in your hand to get some other stuff, DirecTV was the same way. I talked to a young lady, and everybody that's selling this crap is new. The lady, oh, can I get your name first? Now, who am I talking to? Hear my name. Okay, what do you want? She didn't even ask me what I wanted. She, there's more information for me. Uh, okay, what is your email address? Uh, where are we going to be putting the service? I said, hold up, bitch. You don't ask me four questions already about me. What can you offer me? Mm. When are you going to tell me what DirecTV can give me? Now she got my number. She got my email address. She got my address. You know what I mean? I mean, come on now. You're fondling the hell out of me, and I'm not going to get laid here. Is what I'm saying. That's one way to you asking all these questions. So I'm just saying that, like you said, the palm of your hand, and I talk about the liquor store that swipes your ID. People nowadays are trying to get all of your information, but they're not giving up nothing. Like you, you said with in Panera. Mm-hmm. But they're giving you a fucking sandwich. But they got the palm of your hand print that links straight to the police station when you give them your palm. And you, you say, oh, it's a machine. Put your hand under the palm. Yeah, going right to the FBI, the police, and everybody else that wants to see who and what you are. But then I get, but they give you a, a chicken special, one of their, you know, meatloaf specials or whatever. But the point I'm making is that watch yourself nowadays on what you give up. Because remember, your credit rating is behind all that. Everything you do has to do with your credit report. Motor vehicle, internal revenue, you name it. Anything you slipping up or messing up on, your credit, the three credit institutions is behind it. TransUnion, Equifax, and um, Expedian, whatever they call it, it, it's three of them. And you look at, if you look at your credit report often, like I do, they all got three different numbers. It's crazy. Yeah, it is. You know, one would be like, oh, oh, 680, you know, 660, the other one is 605. But how the fuck are you 605 when the other two is 680? Mm-hmm. And, you know, so... Just when you go out or do anything on the phone with anybody today, remember, these companies are dealing with people all over the world. They have millions and millions of people to make money off of. You're not important to them. So don't think you are. And when you're giving people information, make sure they're giving you information back. I gave the lady all the stuff. I said, excuse me, young lady, when are you going to tell me what DirecTV is going to offer me? Oh, I just need a little more information. No, you don't. So I hang up. Somebody up, call back again. The other person's saying the same thing. Why? Because their boss is looking directly at them while they're selling. Here's the ball they got dealing. They're in the little office with all the telemarketing, and there's the boss up front like the Wiz from the Wizard of Oz. He's up there watching everybody, and they're listening to everybody on their phone calls. No, no, be more consistent. Be more. It's crazy. So just, just watch yourself. Don't fall for the okie doke 
And remember, your credit report is connected to everything. So watch what you give out. Okay. I'm going to leave on that. They will drill you for the information. Well, that's the truth. They don't tell you nothing. Mm-hmm. Okay, what are you, but, what are you selling? Uh, this is a good one. They 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 say, well, if 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 um if um we get disconnected, what's the number? What's your phone number? That's how they get the number. Exactly. I mean, exactly. <laughs> You're exactly. They said yeah. that. If I lose you, what number can you call? If I lose you, and all this stuff is this <laughs> this is, and then once they ask you, but what gets me is that when they say where are we putting the service? What is your address? Once they get that, they're locked in. Yeah. They're locked in. They got your address. The email number, what else? What else? Hell, yeah, they're gonna hound you now until you finally say, "All right, I'll take." You. And I tell you one thing too: even if they don't sell you, or you don't buy the product, once you give them your email address, they can sell that. Mm-hmm. So they got you right there. So watch yourself, because they're not just messing with New Jersey or D.C. or Maryland. They're messing with people all over the world. They're making millions and millions and millions. T-Mobile then swallowed up Sprint. They're making so much money, oh, yeah. it's not even funny. Oh, anyway. All right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, are we going to Hollywood, or are we going to take a quick commercial break? Uh, I need a CC after that one. Boy, he blew me on that one. You All right, well, while we mull that over, we're going to take a quick break, and then we're coming back with Kettle and the Hollywood wrap-up on the Pajama Party This show. is the Pajama Party on Blog Talk Radio. The Pajama Party is produced by DC Homegrown Entertainment at www.dchomegrown.com. The views and opinions expressed on this program are those of the Pajama Party crew and you, so pick up the phone and dial 914-803-4306. That's 914-803-4306. And tell us what's on your mind. There's a big fluffy pillow reserved just for you at the pajama party. So call us now. And remember, it's PJs only. No clothes allowed. Pass it on. Log on to www.apajamaparty.com and click the Listen Live banner or call 914-803-4306. Now let's get back to the crew and more of the pajama party. Is it tea time, darling? All right, welcome back to Pajama Party. One of your host, Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Bonsoir, darling. It's time for the Hollywood Wrap-Up. With Kettle. Oh, we're going to Hollywood. Yeah, we're going to Hollywood. Here we go. All right. Hollywood. Hollywood. All right. There you go, Kettle. Go Take for it, it. Take it away. All right. Um, uh, uh, name to um, the um, young lady in West Side Story. Her name is Ariana DeBose. Oh. Ariana DeBose. Yeah. yeah. Beautiful girl. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but to, um, to to continue on that note, um, Shirley Ralph, uh, as you were saying earlier, Papa, she alleges a famous TV judge sexually assaulted her um, at a business event. Um, she was sexually assaulted by a famous TV judge years ago. That's the key word, years ago. Why all of a sudden now you're talking about it? I agree with yeah. you on that, Papa. Some things you it's have a career to career move, a career move. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
uh, at a business event, the network executives witnessed what happened, but remained mm-hmm. silent to avoid bad press. Apparently, wow. there was something getting ready to come out, a show, so they wanted to keep it locked down. He says, I'm, I'm a very public, he said, uh, I'm at a, a public place. I was suited. I had my suit on. I was handling my business for the television show. I was on at the time. She didn't say. I guess you could probably research and find out. And he and I were on the same network. Um, and this man walked in, grabbed me by the back of my neck, turned me around, and rammed his nasty-ass tongue down my throat. And everybody at the network thought. So, um, to me, if I was her, I would I mean, I guess he wasn't in the right position as far as where she was in her career, but she could have sued the network, um, you know, but they didn't want that to come out because the a show was that she was in and that person was in was getting ready to come out. So they didn't want any bad press, so. It's going to be interesting to see where this, where this story goes, you know, how far it's going to go. So, yeah. All right. Um, my girl, Mary J. Blige, fires two more Lifetime original movies based on her music. The network announced uh, a couple of days ago it would once again be working with Grammy Award winning singer. Lifetime announced on Thursday that it will be working with Mary J. again for another original movie project. Um, the two films are inspired by two of the legendary singer's biggest hits, Strength of a Woman and Real Love. Uh, beginning on June 10th and 8th, the two movies will be released on back-to-back Saturdays as Blige will serve as executive producer on both films under her own productive imprint, Blue Butterfly. Right, All right, Miss Barrett. Amen. She's looking, looking good these days, too. Do your thing, girl. She's rocking and rolling, baby. Um, also in the news, Sierra and uh, Russell Wilson. Uh, check this out. They visit a maximum security prison in Miami. The couple prayed and sang with more than 300 incarcerated individuals. Um, the trip was facilitated by the organization God Behind Bars, which connects prisoners and their families to Christ by connecting them to the young local church. Um, The voices of the incarcerated were so loud it felt like it would be heard by the entire prison. Um, Yeah, the moving video. I mean, that's interesting. That's different for him. Um, so I guess he's supporting, um, maybe this is an organization that they help support, uh, you know, both of them. But, you know, him in that capacity, instead of Sierra by herself, I guess he's supporting his, his you know, his wife. So, kudos okay. to them. Um, this is interesting. One is Paltrow. Um, she uh, was grilled on a witness stand in a speed crash. Um the actress and wellness guru began her testimony uh, today. She said, I was hit by Mr. Sanderson, and he was uh, at fault. So they say each one was at fault. There's some skin accident that happened. Um, he was an optometrist. The 76-year-old optometrist, um, Terry Sanderson, has accused the actress and wellness guru of hit-and-run crash, slamming in, into him while skiing on a beginner's run at Deer Valley Resort. 
causing ongoing injuries and then quickly leaving the scene along with her instructor. Um, Paltrow um, delivered a full-body hit resulting in permanent traumatic brain injury, four broken ribs, pain, suffering, and loss of enjoyment of life. This is what this guy is saying that Jonas Paltrow did hit. Yeah, okay. Um, okay. It's going to be interesting to see where this goes. And this was in uh, 2016. So. 2016? Um, mm-hmm. This white man is checking and, and keep going. Right. But yeah. he's going to keep fighting. So it's going to be she's interesting. She's making plenty of money. Happen. I don't know why she's doing Yeah. Um, Dennis Rodman. haven't heard his name in a while. Um, he says, you copied my shit. Dennis Rodman accuses Travis Scott of copywriting his um, sneaker design, saying he was the first to flip the Nike logo backwards. That was about 20 years ago. Um, oh. Yeah, that was uh, Rodman claims he is the reason their globally recognized logo was flipped more than two decades ago. Um, so he's saying, and I guess this. Twitter or, or this video saying that, hey, this is nothing new. You know, Travis Scott thinks that he even reinvented something, I guess. Rama said, I already did it, baby. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. That was back in, what, 94? Yeah. Okay. All right. That's going to be interesting what's going to happen with that. Who knows? Rama might try to sue him. Who the heck knows? Yeah, I wouldn't mess with um, Rodman. Nah, uh-uh. Mike Epps, he was detained in the airport after a gun found in his backpack. Median was not arrested. Um, on the morning of March 5th, Epps, um, he had a Smith & Wesson, 38, was discovered in his backpack at a TCA checkpoint. The weapon was what? reportedly loaded with four rounds of, um, of uh, ammunition. Um oh. Police confiscated the firearm and gave him instructions on retrieving the weapon. Comedian was not arrested. This was in Indianapolis Airport. And, man, you oh, don't know we I wouldn't even messed up with that. Why Why is he trying to carry firearms through the airport? He says he's always carried a firearm um, to protect himself. He has the right to bear arms, I guess, but... Hey, baby, you, you can't do that, especially, um, you know, loaded. Okay. Oh. Um, but last but not least, uh, Romeo Miller and fiance uh, Drew Lanster uh, welcomed second base daughter. Her name is Winter. Uh, musician and actor, 33 years old. Wow, he is really grown. Son of the hip-hop icon Masterpiece has welcomed his second base fiance. Oh, yeah. Yeah, congrats to this. Okay. All righty. Good info, good info. Thank you so much. All right. Papa Didi, that takes Um, us. Oh, what? Did you have something? Yeah, I want to comment on a couple things. Uh, What you were saying about Sierra and um, Russell Wilson. They're getting a lot of blowback with that, too, because right after they went to the prison, they went to that award uh, uh, ceremony. Uh, I don't know what it would what it was. And Sierra was, like, naked, basically. Oh, boy. The outfit she had yeah, on was, like, 
It was it was so see through. So what does one have to do with the other? I'm I'm missing something. But no, I mean I'm just saying what people were commenting. A couple a couple football players were saying he was putting heat. This this one dude used to he was the uh, linebacker for the uh, New England Patriots back in the day. His brother he was saying that uh, he was saying the relationship is over because she she he called her a, a, a I don't know not a floozy he called her uh, something. He said you got the nerve to go to the prison one day being sacred, but then the next day you were naked on the red carpet, and it was, oh, it was just deep. That's just oh. what I heard. But you know what? What we oh. were saying, too, also another note, what you were saying about Shirley Roth, how mm-hmm. she's not reporting stuff, and it just going right. to show you that whatever judge that was, was he like a judge of a, a show or they something? He said a TV judge. A TV judge. They're yeah. covering for him because they can see to make money off of him, but that's the same thing that happened with a guy, you know, you know uh, Kelsey Grammer? Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. From Cheers, mm-hmm. and he had his own show. Okay, now here's cool. the deal with Kelsey Grammer. Frazier. He was Frazier, right. Right, uh, Frazier. Let me tell you what happened with Frazier. Frazier was accused of sleeping with his babysitter years ago. Mm-hmm. Oh, I yeah. remember but that. But it, it never got out because it never really got any – it never gained any traction because that was the same time that Mike Tyson was on trial for rape. So mm-hmm. Mike Tyson got most of the most of the play in the media, mm-hmm. and I think mm-hmm. Chelsea Grammer probably gave the babysitter's family a bunch of money, and he must have got about that. But he was they made that thing go away, right? It, it just goes to show things overpower us. And one more thing too, when it comes to overpowering, you remember uh, Jim Henson, the guy that did the uh, mm-hmm. yeah. the Muppets and all, mm-hmm. right? He mm-hmm. died. I remember back in the day. He died the same day Sammy Davis Jr. died. So nobody really made mention of his death like they're making mention of Sammy Davis Jr.'s death. It was so sad oh, he that he, got overshadowed. he died. He got overshadowed by Sammy Davis Jr. And this man put all that stuff into the Muppets that we that the children yeah. are still watching today. I love the Muppets. But he died when Sammy Davis Jr. died, so he didn't get the recognition he deserved on that. Oh, that's interesting. So just so you know. All right, and well, I was, on, on the on the note with Kelsey Grammer, I'm just looking it up, but I didn't know the girl was 15 years old. Yeah, wow. it was deep, but I tell you, the whole day, everybody was the world was focused on Mike Tyson. You know, he was a That's champion, crazy. and you know, and but Kelsey Kelsey slid on that like 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 snot on a door handle, honey. Like that snake in that toilet. He crazy. slid out of that case big time because the world was more focused on. On black people, you know, because I was raised, let me tell you something, I was raised in Trenton, New Jersey, mostly, and in Trenton, New Jersey, right, they had this paper called a Trentonian. Whenever they were low on sales, they put a picture of a black man on the cover. Now, this man could have just got a degree from Harvard, but everybody in the Trenton train station getting on a transit train going to, or got on in Princeton or Hamilton, going to New York, they would grab the Trentonian just to see what this black man did. Mm-hmm. So whenever you're low on sales, they would throw a black man on the cover just to boost up the sales because people want to see what did this Negro do now. Mm-hmm. And they would get on the train mm-hmm. reading it, and, it's, and he could have been a scholar, or he yeah. could have saved four people from drowning. But they just thought, it was, oh, I tell you, boy, we, Crazy. Whew, we are marked people. I got news for you. Anyway. We're down to the kiss it list, so can you tell everybody right. what is the kiss it list? The kiss it list of people that have shown their butt for the last week or so, and we got a lot of that. 
Yeah. Um, I don't see his name on the list, but the first person I'm going to put on the list is, what's his name, Rand Paul? Oh, yeah. Rand Paul came out and said that the district attorney of New York should be put in jail himself. Mm-hmm. Now, first of all, Rand Paul, you're not on trial. So why are you helping Donald Trump out when your ass ain't on trial? I mean, I could have the best friend in the world. But if my friend do some dumb shit, I'm going to say, hey, bro, you on your own. I'm with you. I'm, we're going we're gonna to see what's up with this. But when you go to court Thursday, I ain't going with you because that's your crime. You know, I don't understand how people are backing Trump like they're doing when he's doing it. And he's going to make he And let's put Trump on again. Because he's making comments on his, not Twitter, he's at his own site now, where he's saying the same violent stuff he said before January 6th. I'm about to get locked up, so we all need to get together and unite. This is what you're in trouble for now. And you're saying the same thing. Are you kidding me? Put Trump on the list for even starting all that. I'm putting him in on that. Telling people to to, uh, protest. Yeah, come out and protest, because I'm about to. You haven't been arrested yet. And they didn't even say anything. That just he shows, just jumped ahead of that. That just shows he could do that because white folks are looking for what they call the great white hope. Mm. We've had different people, Martin Luther well, King. He is not We've it. had great great black people to lead us. White folks are looking for somebody to lead them. But. All right. Who else you got? Your girl, Marjorie Taylor Greene. Yeah, Marjorie Taylor Greene. This woman went and led a group of Congress people to go down to the D.C. jail to visit the people that got arrested for the January 6th protest. She wanted to go down there because she had it in her mind that the people that were protesting and arrested in D.C. jail were being mistreated and being treated so badly, and so she wanted to go take these Congress people down there and see it for themselves. And out of the group that went, two of them were Democrats. They got down there for two hours, touring the place and all of that, and what they concluded is that Yes, the January 6th rioters are being treated differently because they're being treated better, better. Mm-hmm. not worse. So once again, Marjorie's shooting off her mouth, sounding stupid. But what, what about when the average Negro is in there? Oh, they're going to treat them like crap. But who else we got on the list is some anonymous person sent an envelope with some white powder white in it powder to, to the Manhattan Attorney. District Attorney, Alvin Bragg's office. Bragg's office. Mm-hmm. That's the guy investigating Trump. I say, here we go with the white powder bull crap. Uh, also, Idaho Republicans, <laughs> these Idaho Republicans uh, are blocking the free tampons availability in the schools because they say that's too woke. I'm like, wait, how is it? Wait, is this a high school? Uh, I don't know if it's a high school or, or middle, middle school. school. But whatever school, it's a school where girls are old enough to menstruate. To menstruate, exactly. So I'm like, what? what is the problem mm. with making the tampons well, the people, available? The problem is that the people that are protesting or stopping it are either too damn old for menstrual or, or is a man and never had a menstrual. They're just too stupid. I, I, mean, I mean, like, to say it's too woke, I'm like, well, y'all need to stop saying woke. That's the yeah, problem. That, yeah, they're going to steal just it. Stop. They're going to take a word and steal it and use yeah, it in the context. And misuse uh, it. Also, businesses that have been discriminating from hiring people based on their hair. That's become another issue. You know, there's been all this stuff about black people wearing their hair naturally. Now there's an issue with some businesses that don't hire if they have an issue 
with your hair. So all of those businesses, they are in the kiss it list, and you all know who you are. Uh, who else? Do we have anybody else? Mm-hmm. Kettle, you got anybody specifically? It's the usual. Trump, Roger Cadell, um, what's the, what's the ex-owner of the, uh, Commanders? Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, gosh, Snyder. Snyder, yeah. Dan, Dan Snyder. He's yeah. still the majority owner, isn't he? Yeah, I heard Magic Johnson is trying to do something with that. I don't yeah, know why they're going to do it. Magic Johnson. Yeah, just do it. Magic, Tyler Perry, Oprah. Why don't they get together and buy that team? I mean, oh, also, I'm putting Amazon. Them, that's why. I'm adding them. Amazon right. to the list, this whole palm reading technology thing. You know, I think y'all are just doing a little too much now. Yeah, they are. That's, I mean, before you know it, it's going to be, well, let's just put a chip in your head. And then you don't have to do anything. You just walk in, and the chip is going to read based on that. People got to stop like, falling. People got to stop falling for it. Down. We really got to stop falling for it because we're not. We're they don't like us from the beginning, and we got to stop thinking everything people do is so sacred. It's not sacred at all. I mean, Somebody to me, it's about I I I I appreciate the advancement of technology. But this to me up against is your, too much. Up against the print of your... No, I said up, this up, up to against me your is too much. This is too much. Even this, your cell phone. This crosses the line. Now, what about your cell phone? When that asks for a security fingerprint, would you do that? No, I don't do that Thank either. you. Thank you. But that's just me. I don't do that. I appreciate the technology of it, but I'm not going to do it. So, mm-hmm. anybody else on the kiss it list? Going once? It's for me. Going who? That's it for you? Yeah. Okay. Uh, gosh, I know I'm forgetting somebody, but we're going to go with that. Uh, we have something special for everybody on this week's Kiss It list. And here Kiss it is. Kiss my entire ass. Hi, welcome back to Pajama Party One. Who's Papa Didi? I'm here with Kettle. Hello. The red wine. Oh, bonsoir, darling. It is time for the last word. And Papa Didi, you are first with the last word. Okay. Uh, my last word is just uh, be careful with these different companies out here. They 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 definitely don't mean you no good. All these major corporations are just trying to stay rich like they are. So just be really sporadic with your with your information. Don't give it up so easy. You know, addresses and email addresses and all that. Don't think, no matter how innocent that person taking it sounds, 
You know, ask them what they're doing with it. And are they giving you back what you need? Before you give in to all your stuff, find out what what is this? What am I? Because then once you do give all your stuff, now they're going to run your credit and say, oh, we're going to need a $200 deposit from you. You know, so they get you coming and going. So just watch what you give out because it's not it's not necessary. You know, by now we should have all this. There's a lot of gimmicks out here where the regular people can get over so get over, ride that little, you know, get you that smart TV with that smart view on your phone and steal you some damn TV. Get you some apps and put on your phone and then shine up on the TV and turn your phone to the side so it opens up like a big old screen just like your TV does. Mm-hmm. I learned that from young people in their 20s. Okay. They do it all the time. They don't pay for the damn cable. Well, my last word is, like that sister in North Carolina, Angel Pittman, the 21-year-old, she tried to start her mobile hair business, but she picked a piece of land next to an old white racist, unfortunately. Mm. My last word is, it's great to be an entrepreneur, but check your environment before you put your stake in the ground. Yeah, when you buy a house, you make buy a sure, neighborhood. Make sure that you've checked everything. Don't just check the price. And the location and yeah. think, okay, this is exactly what I wanted. Go out there and hang out. You need out. to go see what's around you, who is around you, get the environment, get the feel of the of the area to make sure, is this going to be an area where your business can prosper? You don't want to have to be in battle mode every single day because that's not going to be a prosperous business. So do your research first, but yes, go forward, get your business going. But mind your business and make sure you research the business first. Scope out the neighborhood. Mind your business so that you can mind your business. That's my last word. You tell her no Kettle, what's your last word? Um, my last word is um, go out and smell the roses, or should I say the uh, cherry block. Um, it's going to be a nice weekend. Finally, after all this rain, there's going to be some sunshine. So, uh... Get out and enjoy the uh, cherry bar. Yeah, you look good. Okay. What's that? What's that call down there? The tidal basin? Mm-hmm. You got it. Man, they, well, the first time I went down there, Kettle, I went down there with you. That was my first time knowing it. Oh, y'all went to the tidal <laughs> basin? The prize is kept. Yeah. Oh, I see. Okay. <laughs> It wasn't, oh, a, it wasn't oh. no cherry blossom. It's a pajama party to you. And that's right around the corner from the uh, Martin Luther King Memorial. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So, In the FDR Memorial. In the FDR Memorial, yeah. Well, you learn something yeah. every day, yeah. don't you? FDR Memorial, Martin Luther King Memorial, and the title base, and, and, and the, and the uh, what do you call it? The cherry blossoms. All that okay. together. I'm going to let They're y'all all connected. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The DP. Yep, they all connected. Yeah, so I just... Mm-hmm. Okay. Maybe next time I'll get to go. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oh, y'all quiet now. Okay. Y'all hear this. You see how they do it. That's okay. That's okay. I'll love you anyway. All right. Well, that'll do it for this edition of the Pajama Party Show. Thank you for hanging out with us. Uh, we do appreciate it. Uh, if that's about it, oh, we're going to say goodnight. And get on out of here, and we will reconvene next Friday night, 9 o'clock Eastern. Hope you enjoyed the show. Tell a friend. Tell a neighbor. That's it.
Yeah, I'm done. Yeah. All right. Say, say good night, Papa Didi. Good night, everybody. Say good night, Kel. Good night. And good night. Ciao. We're out. Initiating shutdown sequence. Is it all over, Rock? I guess so. I bid you farewell, Arabatechi, Sayonara, and all that sort of cheers. Well, when you, I say when you gotta go, you gotta go. Well, good night. Jabiko. Sana. I regret to announce this is the end. I'm going now. Good night and good luck. Was it as good for you as it was for me? Now give me a kiss and say good night. Good night. Good night. Thank you. Goodbye now. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye. Thank you for attending our show and good night. Hey!